This episode brought to you by Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Why are Hollywood movies not making money? Is it possible people just don't like going to the theaters anymore? Is there any hope for cinema? Will anybody go to theaters when you can just stream at home? Big budget movies are failing because there's no good films anymore. The problem is, Hollywood doesn't want to make good movies, so why would people want to leave their homes to see them? Well, of course those two movies bombed. They're cartoons. Mamma mia! Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic Guy, remember? So you don't have to. With the curse of video game movies being played for so long, one does have to ask the question, was this really so hard? The Super Mario Bros. movie more than replaced its predecessor that came out 30 years earlier, and is the latest hit that's asking the question, you know, if you make it like what people enjoyed originally, does a sequel or adaptation have to suck? Though many were concerned with the bizarre casting choices and often juvenile studio making it, the fact is Super Mario Bros. is a movie that really only Illumination could make. Most of the other studios would try too hard to make it a self-sufficient, multi-layered, important movie, and that's not really what most people wanted. We wanted Mario Bros. Bright, silly, simple. It's not a movie that tried too hard, it's a movie that tried hard enough. Nobody really wants a complex plot when it comes to these characters of this world, but they want something that still represents what we like about these characters and this world. And you can feel the love for all of that in this flick. It famously didn't get much praise from critics, but it's hard to say it really got trashed. It still technically has the majority of critics liking it, but it's just not the overwhelming majority. It's not that surprising. I mean, if you're an adult who didn't grow up with Mario Brothers, I don't know how entertaining this very clear Nintendo commercial is gonna be. But there's been other clear commercials out there we've gotten into and found a lot of charm in. With that said, is it perfect? That's a take on me song reference of no. It still has problems like most Illumination films do, but I think fans agree when they think of what a Super Mario Brothers movie would be like, this is about as close as it gets. So what are the strengths, weaknesses, and earworms we're still trying to decide if we're sick of or not? Well, let's take a closer look. This is... Never Going Back, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Eh, this movie's already trying to show up Disney saying, Hey, we can dick up our castles as much as you can! One of the most enjoyable elements for any fan is how well the music incorporates the Nintendo themes. Brian Tyler is a crazily underappreciated composer, and he did a damn good job working in Koji Kondo's music while still keeping it cinematic. Does this thing work? Yes. Also, a big thank you for not having Jack Black sing Bowser's theme. Open the gates! On that note, as I know a lot of people have said, Jack Black is probably the best casting choice in the movie. Do you yield? <laughs> I do not. He steals a star from this kingdom of penguins and has both the threatening base yet comedic bounciness a villain like this needs. I finally found it! 
And now no one can stop me! Nobody except a callback to an 80s show with Bad King that technically should have keyed Luigi out too. Kevin missed opportunity. Oh, we're the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. Well, it's no dick ray. So get to the expensive plumbing company so where you're just a face. They kind of cleverly show why the Charles Martinet Mario voice wouldn't have worked for the entire movie while also giving a loving nod. What about the accent? Is it too much? Too much? It's a perfect! Wahoo! Mario this time is voiced by Chris Pratt, which like I said, had a lot of controversy behind it. He's... fine? Before Mario 64, I always saw Mario as having more of a deep, raspy Brooklyn voice, kinda like what Bob Hoskins or the cartoon had. The only thing miraculous I know is that we're still eating. Now we're gonna clog you out of the Mushroom Kingdom! But Pratt isn't distracting as the voice, he's just... serviceable. It's not the voice I think of when I see the character, but I'm also not thinking of him in the recording studio saying these lines either. It's an okay in between. I am so glad we spent our life savings on this commercial. That is not a commercial. That is cinema. Not true. Critics also reviewed that commercial and disliked it just as much. Our mom called and she said, Oh boys, that's the best commercial I've ever seen. Charlie Day plays his brother, Luigi. He's... fine. I actually thought he would be the best thing in this movie, as I'm a big fan of his stuff, but like Pratt, he doesn't really add much, but he doesn't take away much either. Which is good, as your eye's gonna constantly be darting for all the Nintendo Easter eggs in this. Yeah, they are everywhere. And you know, it seems like every franchise movie is doing this, but let's just say it, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. There's references that feel distracting and desperate. Like, it's a cheap way to show they understand the property when really all they're doing is acknowledging they know it exists. But something like the DuckTales reboot, the Spider-Verse films, and yes, this, shows there's a cleverness, excitement, and even love for building this world. It's cool knowing Mayor Pauline is in this universe. Apparently Little Mac opened a restaurant. Jumpman is this world's version of Mario, which was another name for him. They're both in-jokes and world-building tools that make me want to know more about this environment rather than distract from it. Even the side-scrolling shtick I thought was a little lame the first time I saw it, but I kind of like the comparison that running through a battlefield is pretty similar to just getting through New York. The more I let it sit, the more it kind of grew on me. Hello, Super Mario Brothers! It's Uncle Frank! He says he can play your part if you ever get cancelled for some dumb reason! Yeah, just because Pratt is passable doesn't mean I can't fantasize about better choices! They're called in to fix a leak at a fancy residence, but the secret life of Cujo causes trouble because they destroyed his toy. So this is another example of the movie working just well enough. If this was only them fixing this leak and water going everywhere, it wouldn't be funny. But the addition of this incredibly expressive dog obsessing over their demise adds the right amount to make it pretty humorous. It's not hilarious, but it is funny. It works. Found the problem. The job obviously doesn't go well, and we see them go home to their family ashamed. Hey what were you thinking with that commercial? They gave an Oscar for worst actors? Hey, <laughs> what'd I do? And let me get this straight. Mario is seen as an Italian stereotype, but nobody had a problem with animated Moonstruck here? Oops, he already did! <laughs> I don't spare them the original script. Literally, it was just an entire page of everybody going, Hey! Charles Martinet also voices Mario's father, which is again not only a nice in-joke, but allows people who think he only does Mario's voice to see he can play different roles. 
You don't leave a steady job for some crazy dream. And the worst part, you're bringing your brother down with you. Nah, he's just upset because he never became the golf star he always wanted to be. Seriously, you have to stand far back to even notice that one. <laughs> Hey. Don't you think it's a little weird you're playing, you know? Nah, you want real confusing? Sonic is playing TurboGrafx-16 next door. Wait, what? But it looks like there's some bad news on the... news. A water main burst underground today, flooding downtown Brooklyn. Skapilly. Somebody save Brooklyn! Luigi! This is our chance! Okay, so this is a crazy nitpick, but... Mario's human hands without his gloves kinda looks like ugly Sonic's human teeth. I didn't know I'd be horrified by that until I saw it. Mario tells Luigi they should fix the epic leak, so they head into the sewers. We gotta get to that pressure valve! Mama mia. I don't know, Mario! This feels very teleporty to me! I'm getting the warriors of virtue or something worse vibe down here! Luigi continues to feed his green fetish, getting sucked into a mysterious green pipe and taking Mario with him, separating them along the way. I'm taking you to see the princess. She can help you. Keegan Michael Key plays Toad. He's. not this. Here we go! The Mushroom Kingdom! Mushrooms, really? Now that is a cruel twist of fate. Not since Popeye hating spinach have I. Wanted a bigger reaction, but didn't care. I don't know if liking green eggs and ham can be an arc. Why not mushrooms? I need to see the princess. I never heard of any princess. Oh, wait, I did. Our princess, though, is in another castle. The thing! He said the thing! Yeah, not all the callbacks are good. Toad turns this into a Zelda game for a moment, and we're introduced to Princess Peach, played by Anya Taylor-Joy. She's... fine. She's about as just interesting enough as the rest of the cast. I'm going to convince the Great Kong army to help us. I will admit, I was a touch concerned the plot was about saving Luigi instead of her, as yes, it is a pain she always has to be rescued, but then again, that is the trope, save the princess. It's like one of the oldest tropes there is. But first off, there are several versions of Mario that play with that trope. My favorite being in the old Nintendo Power comics where she's kidnapped, breaks herself out while Mario breaks himself in, he gets kidnapped, she has to save him, and then they both get kidnapped and they have to figure out a way to save each other. That's a fun spin on the idea, and I like how, if you really think about it, she's basically training him how to rescue her later. Okay, that's nothing brilliant, but it's creative enough. Second, Mario and Luigi grew up with each other. They already have a connection. There's already an incentive for Mario to save him. It's clear they want a romantic relationship between Mario and Peach, and you can't build that if they don't spend time together. Plus, with Luigi's newer personality being a scaredy cat, I think this works okay. Their mad king doesn't make alliances. The Kongs will never agree. Anyone who doesn't laugh at how seriously that line is delivered does not get why this film is supposed to be funny. <laughs> Mario tells Peach about his missing brother, and because she hasn't seen a human in years, she takes pity on him and invites him to help out. How am I supposed to do that? With the power-ups. They give us special abilities. Yeah, I love they don't even try to explain the logic of power-ups, or the lore, or the backstory, or stick Mario in a car for an hour. Everyone knows it's a video game movie. Just be a video game movie. With that said, 2023, stop trying to ruin I Need a Hero for me. Nobody's gonna top Shrek 2. They own it. Stop trying to top Shrek 2! He does well enough, and they decide to journey to the Kongs to see if they'll join their battle against Bowser. You know, why do the rulers in this world put their faces on everything? You know this is a Mario movie, right? I'm Nintendo's Mickey Mouse. I'm the cash cow. I will protect you. 
A toad brave enough to join me. Wow, how has this world not gotten taken over yet? For that matter, I just realized his name is Toad and yet they're all called Toads? Just don't hurt my Toads! Is that like when you meet a guy named Guy? You know it's stupid to think about, but it's all you can think about. Summer is here, and everybody's getting into the latest dance crazes. Look at this boy here. He's doing the 22 skadoo hullabaloo scoopity doo be doo be doo of course, these dance crazes have nothing on the hottest dance of the year, Factor. Because you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. And Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. It's a kind of dance, a dance with nutrition, and a dance with your wallet, as you'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Look at this group, they're doing the Michigan Mash Hot Potato Splish Splash Sponge. You can see why it's called that name. And you can also see why Factor is so convenient. Skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. A puppy! Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up some of the warm weather, as well as some of these dance moves. Look at this one. It's called the skirt that moves before the dancer does. It's difficult to do, but there is no advantage or reward. Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? Try delicious dietary and improved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Here's a fun little step called Frank. You need extra boost to support such a dance number. Luckily, Factor has you covered. Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Look at this baby. There's no name for what he's doing, it's just disturbing. Factor is awesome. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. I don't know what this is. Call me if you have information on it. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This man is doing the traveling through time. It looks difficult, but it is actually impossible. So head to Factormeals.com slash Nostalgia50 and use the code Nostalgia50 to get 50% off. That's code Nostalgia50 at Factormeals.com slash Nostalgia50 to get 50% off. You too can be hip, gnarly, and keen. That frog is French. No more questions! Doug plays God of War for the first time every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. We see Luigi as Bowser's prisoner just as he's announcing his evil plan. I will ask their princess to marry me in a fairy tale wedding! Yeah! yeah! I don't know why any of us never put together he was gonna be a simp for Peach in this. I mean, it's in like every version. But something about seeing it as the focus of a movie just makes it so much funnier. Doesn't she hate you? Of course she hates me. But that makes me love her all the more. Maybe because there's a threatening voice to go with it, maybe because he's surrounded by threatening imagery, maybe because we don't really know his motivation until the start of the second act, but it's surprisingly pretty funny. Her heart-shaped bangs, the way she floats in the breeze, her immovable tiara. And yeah, where are we with this song now? Peaches, 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 peaches. Well, according to the overplayed song list, we're past the legit goodness of Blame Canada. 
haven't quite hit the apocalyptic annoyance of Macarena. Just a little under the flip-flopping between love and hate of Let It Go. Just under the I'm annoyed, but I think I like it ironically, Rebecca Black's Friday. Ah, uh, and we finally reached the just good enough to make us forget about that weird cameo in Mandalorian. Not bad for a song that's not even a minute long. <laughs> Yeah, one of the biggest complaints from a lot of people, which I guess is a good problem to have, is the film could have been a little longer. Every scene I feel like could have benefited from just one more minute of screen time. Like we go into Peaches. Peaches, 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 Peaches. Okay, you're rising up on the list, man. Backstory, and it's not even a minute and a half long. She says she just appeared out of a war pipe and the Toads made her their ruler. When I was ready, they made me their princess. Which... Makes it even stranger as she's called princess. There's nobody above her. I don't think people know what the term means anymore. It just sounds pretty. Regardless, look at this place. Listen to that backstory. We want to enjoy this a little more. We waited a long time to see this world on the big screen. Have enough confidence in your film to slow down and let us enjoy it. Not that Luigi needs any help waiting as he's imprisoned with... Henchmen? Yeah, what'd they do? They walk back and forth in the wrong direction or glitch accidentally giving infinite one-ups. And I know a franchise film is working when I want to know more where a character is from. I never saw this thing before, but man, do I want to play Super Mario Galaxy because of him. The only hope is the sweet relief of death. <laughs> I love this kid. What kind of things does he say in the game? Okay, I'll just imagine a Majora's Mask backstory or something. Our heroes make it to the Kongs, and need a reminder, this is an Illumination movie. You know, for the random cast we've had in this movie, I'm surprised the halfway point is when we got our first pointless pop song. I need a hero at least has some connection. This is just a guy wearing a sports coat. Hey look, Mario's wearing red. Like that red guy from Eyes Wide Shut. So? I don't know, it'll make us a bazillion dollars anyway. They're taken to their leader, Cranky Kong, played by Fred Armisen. He's... the worst thing in the movie. You're worthy of fighting alongside the greatest army in the world! Yeah, who would have thought, out of all these weird choices, Fred Armisen would be the worst one. I have no idea what they're trying to do with this voice. I heard you want my army. Guess you're not getting my army. You're welcome, Mario. Why couldn't they get someone like Larry David? He would have worked. Was there just not enough crypto offered or something? Are you two done whispering? It's a little rude. No, that's not it. He's gonna arrive at the Mushroom Kingdom by sundown. All right, tough guy. You want my army so badly? Yeah, I know. Since I want the- He's awful. <laughs> And yeah, I know a guy who screeches for a living is giving this dude a hard time about his voice, but as I get older, I can't do that screechy voice anymore. Fred Armisen's a lot older than me. So what's his excuse? Lucky for you guys, I got a shortcut. Well, what are you waiting for? Pick your cart! In the Great Ring of Cards! God, it's like Jar Jar Binks getting choked down by singing Russell Crowe. Effort went into this suffering. Goddamn effort! They agree that if one of them can defeat his son... Prince Donkey Kong? Again, the royal hierarchy is not really a thing in this movie. He'll hand over his army. He's voiced by Seth Rogen. He's... not Fred Armisen. Hi, Dad! Hi! No, no. Dad, wait back! Yeah, do you care how he is? All they have to do is play the Donkey Kong rap, and you know you're theirs. I'm Donkey Kong! I guess he got the wrong mushroom. Thank you, yes. Any excuse to give him more lines, please do. 
Kong makes the Arthur fist and starts beating the crap out of Mario, but Mario gets a power-up, turning him into... Meowrio. I don't know, I'm not proud of that one. Oh. Now to piss on him to mock my territory. Oh my god, get this suit off! Aw, it was getting to the best part. I'm aroused. The Kongs join their army and they take their carts to Rainbow Road to try to ambush Bowser, who is clearly distracted. Will you marry me? Oh, yes! <clears throat> what? Okay, I love how the Koopa wizard is angry too. Like, he was really getting into that. Like, don't you know I'm bringing somebody's fanfiction to life? Oh, they think they can surprise me, huh? Two can play at that game. Bowser sends his forces to Rainbow Road, and this is hands down the coolest part of the movie. Again, how many people have played Mario Kart and imagined an action sequence like this on the big screen? It has a ton of energy, color, imagination. It's like Mad Max Sugar Rush. <laughs> Aha, I activated the anti-gravity converter. Oh, you don't care. Just hear me say wahoo. We're given the Fox News logo during Pride Month as one of the drivers goes Kupakazi and blue shells himself into Mario and Donkey Kong. Quick, use the game, Genie! Princess Peach. Bowser confesses his love to her while also threatening Toad if she doesn't marry him. Ah! No! Oh, oh, I'll marry you, just don't hurt my Toads. And that's the bravest Toad they got. Why were there even guards in this kingdom? I mean, their weapon of choice is frying pans half the time. Shouldn't that be their enemy? <laughs> I'm ruining! Peach agrees to marry him and oh yeah, there's a brother in this Mario Brothers movie. Well, goodbye! We have to deal with Mario and Donkey Kong not getting along, but bonding over their disapproving fathers. At least you're not gonna die with your dad thinking you're a joke. And well, my dad thinks I'm a joke, too. Yeah, this is the one time I don't really mind the movie being that short. Really. Do you want to hear these guys talking about their dads, or do you want them to give you a Smash Brothers opening? Yes, this isn't a game, it's a movie, but it's a movie that knows its audience, and the audience wants it to be like the game. Nobody's expecting father issues, it's the fun of the games in the form of a movie. We need a platform just to get us from point A to point B. Moments like this are those moving platforms just to get you to what you really want to focus on, the colorful action. And when it gets to that, it does it well. I'll save you, Prince. Oh, Luigi, that's right, I forgot you were in this. DESTROY THE MUSHROOM KINGDOM! They have a big battle that probably has one too many slow-mo shots. Late 2000s Zack Snyder called. He asked if this guy can be trusted. And everyone gets warped back to New York. <laughs> Admittedly, this is a little bit of a weird spot to have the climax, and honestly, I kind of forgot how similar some of these beats were to the 93 version. But again, it is a movie, and they want to give these two a way of proving themselves to their family, so it only makes sense to have an environment where their family can watch. I don't need a mansion to be brave! What? You want a mansion? No, I- well, yeah, actually, can I get that? The two of them get the star and use their newfound power to defeat Bowser. Funny, I thought taking the shrooms would cause me to see you glow like that. They take out the henchmen and Bowser is shrunk down after being fed the blue mushroom. Let's hear it for the Super Mario Brothers! <laughs> he said the thing! 
Again? Do they really need to keep justifying this title? So after they finally win the respect of their Brooklyn family and all of the city of New York, they, of course, move to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but wait, there's more! That was kind of ruined earlier because we already saw the Yoshis, but whatever. Still less scary than a sequel to this being promised. And that was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Fun in all the ways we want a Mario movie to be fun, and serviceable in all the ways we don't mind it being serviceable. It's rare we get a video game movie that really allows us to embrace the world we enjoy playing for so many years. And it's even more rare that it's told in such a likable manner. It's clear this isn't a particularly deep story with deep characters, but it brings to life that world we all used to go to as kids. The world you created when you played with your toys or drew colorful drawings or, yes, played a video game. The simplicity feeds into the imagination without being insulting to it. Now, I will admit, when they do a sequel, it is when, it's not if. That's when the story and characters probably need to be upped a bit. This is a ton of fun for now, but we do want it to grow and evolve. Not a ton, but still a little bit. There'll no doubt be missteps along the way, just like there were with this movie, but as long as they represent the same excitement and joy the makers clearly had in making this film and translating that to audiences who have the same excitement and joy watching it, many of us will be down for finding the princess in another castle. I'm a nostalgia critic, I remember it, so you don't have to. I guess he got the wrong mushroom. This month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing the Center for Victims of Torture. I've done this charity a couple times and there's a reason. I literally cannot think of anything worse. We've used the word torture as a way to emphasize things we don't like to go through, but these are people that have literally gone through the worst things you can imagine. This center heals victims of torture through personal care worldwide, strengthens partners who heal torture survivors, and advocate for the protection and care of torture survivors. Heavy stuff I know, but you can help out. If you want a cameo of me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. If you're like, nah, you suck, consider checking out this charity anyway. They're wonderful people doing wonderful work, and you can play a big part in helping with the healing.